do I really want to do this? And the answer I kept coming back to was yes. I mean, every segment of our industry has its challenges. I don't care if you're working in JavaScript. I don't care if you're working in PHP. I don't care if you're working a little bit higher in technologies like React or Vue or in Angular, things like that. I want to be in this for the long haul. Go deep rather than wide. And I want to be able to provide the most sustainable, most solid solutions for people that I possibly can. Hey, feasters, and welcome to this bonus episode of Living the Feast. I say bonus episode because you'll hear from Tom McFarlane, who I've been friends with for a number of years now about WordPress and Walking Dead and all of the common elements in between. But I learned a tremendous amount from him when I was starting my own business and learning WordPress development. But aside from WordPress, his methods, his philosophy around business and being a developer building a business is what inspired me so many years ago. WordPress, in his mind and mine, is a tool, a mechanism for clients where you'll hear him and how he talks about building custom applications and solutions for them. You'll hear how he's niched down to build the kind of business to support his family. If you're new to the show, I'm Jason Resnick and Live in the Feast is a podcast for freelancers like you looking to build a profitable business and get recurring revenue so that you can live the life of your own design. And if you aren't new to the show and enjoy what we do here, why not head over to iTunes and hit that subscribe button so that you get notified as soon as a brand new episode drops. In this episode, you'll hear from Tom. He's an avid developer and community who's realized over the years to focus in on his strengths and partners with others so that he can go deep, not wide for his clients. Tom is one of the smartest guys I know, and I respect everything he's done over the past couple of decades. Yeah, me and him have been in this game a long time, but on this episode, we unpack so much gold and if you're a developer building a business of your own or designer for that matter, this is the episode you need to listen to. This episode is brought to you by Feast, the premium online coaching and community designed for web developers, designers, marketers, and freelancers of all type wanting to specialize their business and build recurring revenue that's profitable and sustainable. Today's market is ever-changing and yesterday's advice won't cut it. Feast members get access to the roadmap and training library which includes everything you need to niche down, build recurring revenue, and become that go-to respected person for your services. That together with monthly roundup calls, exclusive workshops, expert chit chats and our slack community you'll have everything you need to live the life of your own design if you're serious about not competing on price and having clients that respect you and your expertise then join feast head over to feastcourse.com today Hey, Feasters. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's featured guest is Tom McFarlane. Welcome, Tom. 
Hey, everybody. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Tom is a developer who builds products and services using WordPress. He owns a company called Pressware that builds custom solutions for others, but he's also an avid blogger, a guitar player, and loves taking people through places that you see on The Walking Dead. Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you do what you do? Yeah, so, well, let's start with The Walking Dead first. So, for those who haven't listened or who who don't know about the history between you and I, we are big Walking Dead fans. And I happen to live in Atlanta. They film Walking Dead in the area all around the city and also south of the city. And so, for the past uh, three years, I have been just... Going through every, after every season, I scout out locations where they have filmed it. Uh, some of this is from resources online. Some of this is from, uh, places that I just happen to recognize, places that I read where people say, Hey, they're filming here. I make a note of it. And then normally towards the fall around what the show calls their midseason finale, a friend of mine and I will go through and we just take shots of where they have filmed things. Sometimes you can tell they've been there. Sometimes you would never know it. And, but it's not like a guided tour. It's not a thing like that, but it's a lot of fun for people who are fans of The Walking Dead. I don't actually really promote it online too much because I don't, other than just sharing photos, I don't really want to do it until after the fact. But it's worth noting because I think that was one of the, you and I have chatted a lot, but that was one of the things that we really had in common for a while where we were in a chat every week a couple seasons ago talking about the episodes. So that's where that came yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, down to business. Um, as far as, uh, let's see, so talking about blogging, we can dive into this a little bit more later, but I've been blogging pretty much on a regular since, well, I've been blogging since, wow, I started blogging on Blogger and then, but not with any sense of real purpose or intent. I mean, I was a teenager at the time. So I just thought this was the next cool thing to do. But when it came to um, fast forward until after college and I started working and I, and I did blog a bit through college and it was a little more serious, but no one was taking it as a way to build a digital resume or CV or whatever it is you want to call it. And then, but after, after college and when I started working, I started to be a little more diligent about it and a little more professional about it. And, a little more, I would plan the types of topics that I would write about. And over time that has snowballed into something where it is something I write every single day. I publish three times a week and I used to publish five times a week, but I have curtailed that as the blog has grown. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's how I first discovered you was Mm -hmm. through one of your blog posts way back early on. I guess when I started with WordPress for my business, really focusing in on that, I found you through your own website from some issue that I was having. And since that point in time, I was like, okay, well, this guy blogs an awful lot about development on WordPress. Let me, <laughs> let me follow this guy a little bit. But then for me, one of the things was I, then again, it was like the same client that was having this issue. They wanted to redo one of their websites, the whole look and feel and the theme, but they wanted a real minimal type of look and you sure. were a part of 8-bit way back in the yeah. day and and yeah. I was like holy cow this guy keeps popping up everywhere what's going on 
<laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's I, I've had a long history with WordPress, and a lot of it is because early on, I recognize. So my background, my my degree is in computer science, and early on, I recognize at the risk of sounding like self promotional or something like that, I I saw that WordPress had the had the ability to be an application, a web application foundation, not a framework. And, and, and I think there's nuances there, but for all intents and purposes, a foundation. And so now granted, a lot of my older posts, if you're going to go through my archives, you will find a lot of stuff that I would not do the same today, but that's the nature of blogging. Otherwise, we're just going to be posting one post per week and deleting all of our old content because we're generally learning something new every week or every day, Hope you know, hopefully. And then we write about it. So, yeah. And then um, I've had, I've been involved in a variety of different, I've always been self-employed, but I've also been involved in different businesses in WordPress in a varying capacity being consulting, being theme development, plugin development, web application development, things like that. So my involvement with WordPress, and I have committed to core and things like that, but I'm far more interested in building custom solutions on top of WordPress than I am, say, going one level deeper and staying uh, at the at the core level, contributing to core, trying to make it better and things like that. Because there are people who are already doing a stellar job of that, and I'd rather let them focus on their strengths and let me focus on mine. Mm. So for your company... Pressware, you said that you focus in on building custom applications for folks. Now, is that building specific plugins or is that building full on custom solutions? What does that look like? What's the client that you would have? That's a good. Okay. So that to me is a, is a two part question. And I feel that for those who are listening, I want to give a disclaimer that this, the site for the business is a little bit out of date because I, I don't do a lot of custom theming anymore. I'm not a designer. I tend to partner with designers and because I'd rather rely on someone else's strengths than try to force my own. I'd rather know where I'm best at, go deep rather than wide and just hone in on that. So with that said, I tend to focus on custom plugin development. And when I say plugins, I don't mean small little utility plugins, although I do do a little bit of that, but I also mean larger scale plugins where there are some more modern PHP practices put into place. There are object-oriented practices put into place. And then as far as applications are concerned, I have done what I consider to be applications. People would say that it's a component of a cap- of, of, of an application. And a, another hot phrase in our industry is like a microservice or a service or something like that. But what I will do is I'll build something that interfaces with a third party, perhaps an API or something like that. And then we will create endpoints on WordPress, interface with um, the third party software, and then work to coordinate data. There's various design patterns and uh, objects such as models, repositories, factories, things like that. And they all work in conjunction to ultimately build and integrate with WordPress. Mm, okay. So so this is definitely larger scale projects, not necessarily somebody coming off the street saying, hey, I want to integrate Twitter's API for this one little thing. Yeah, that's so larger scale. I want to qualify that in terms of I, I try to focus on the small business and the individual Inter- enterprise. I know people will say, like, why don't you pursue enterprise? That's where the money's at. Well, I'm not necessarily like I want to stay at the intersection of what I love to do and who I love to work with 
And I don't want to sacrifice that. I want to try to stay in the center of that as much as possible. And sometimes, you know, you're going to go a little bit north or a little bit south, a little bit east, a little bit west. But I want to try to stay in the center of that as much as possible. And if I were to do just enterprise for the sake of larger scale projects, I feel that I would be sacrificing one of the things that I enjoy the most about my work. And if I'm going to focus on the enterprise, then it raises a question of why would I just not go work for an enterprise company versus myself? So that is why I tend not to focus on enterprises, nothing against them. But then, yeah, it's not your person off the street who wants a Twitter widget on their site. It would depend on the situation. Would I do it? I mean, there's plugins off the shelf that already do it. Would I help them set it up? I might offer sure. them a consultation on how to do it. But rebuilding something like that, eh, that's not that's a little smaller than what I try to than the projects that I try to take on. Gotcha. So the one thing I want to ask you is, is you mentioned that you want to stay in that like sweet spot, so to speak, that mm-hmm. center there. Why is that? That is where I get as far as business is concerned, that's where I get the what I would define as the maximum level of fulfillment. And that is where I find that I am and fulfillment, perhaps it's synonymous with happiness. I would say that it's synonymous with satisfaction. And that is I'm doing what I love. I'm working with people with whom I really enjoy working with and I am building really interesting or solving really interesting problems and building things that I am proud of. And so it provides a living for my family it provides me with the satisfaction of a career and it provides the customer with a solution and someone who genuinely wants to help not be like a, a hit and run type of service provider. So there's, there's about three dimensions to, or three facets to the reason I want to stay there. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the family thing I know from, just knowing who you are, I know the family mm-hmm. thing is very, very important. With that being said, I mean, I love to ask this question. What is, you know, take a step back and what is, what has been your defining moment in life so far? So this is a, so the, wow, this, this is a, such a good question because there's defining moments in life. There's defining moments in business and to pigeonhole it into a single answer I feel like would be a disservice to the question. So let me answer it from a business perspective. The first, I think it's easy to, to, to shirk the answer a little bit and to say, oh, the defining moment was when I decided to go into business for myself. No, that was a decision that I made that, that had a level of risk that was associated with it. But for me, the defining moment was, you know, they say, at least as far as the the United States is concerned, if you can get over the five-year mark, then you have greater odds of success in terms of doing this for a living. So for me, the decision in business was the defining moment in my decision for business was I want, or I was asking myself the question is, do you want to stay in WordPress, which implies will WordPress be around in 5, 10, 15, 20 years? And if so, are you going to stick with it or do you want to go and explore other fields, things like that? And so I made the, and, and speaking to the family part, this was a conversation that I had with my wife of, do I really want to do this? And the answer I kept coming back to was yes. I mean, every segment of our industry has its challenges. I don't care if you're working in JavaScript. I don't care if you're working in PHP. I don't care if you're working a little bit higher in technologies like React or Vue or 
and Angular, things like that. But I want to be able to go for the long haul, go deep rather than wide. And I want to be able to provide the most sustainable, most solid solutions for people that I possibly can. And in order to do that, the defining moment was making the decision, this is where I want to stay. This doesn't mean I won't necessarily look and tinker with other things. I mean, who doesn't do that? But it was, I want to, the defining moment for business was, I want to be in this for the long haul, not just for a short part of my career. So that's the first part. Now, if, you, if you're interested in a defining moment in terms of life, we can talk about that as well. I know you specifically mentioned it, but I also know that part of what you do is talking to people who are freelancers, business owners, things like that. So I wanted to make sure I answered that question first. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely want to know in life because for me, I look at, I try to look at my business as not necessarily that I am working for that business, right? My life isn't that business. I look at it as a tool for me to be able to live the kind of life that I want, right? So it's more, more of a, a tool, right? Like just like anything else, like, you know, a hammer and nail kind of thing. It allows me something so that I can live. I could spend time with my family. I could travel. I could do things like this, you know, to be able to have my business support me and my family. It's just a part of my life as a whole. So that's why I look at it as, the question in general is, is what's your defining moment in life? Because in essence, work is part of our lives. For some, it may be their life, right? But for me, it's just a part of it. So I'm definitely curious on on that for you. Yeah. So we share a lot of the same perspectives. And I know that you are very much a family-oriented man because I've seen pictures of you sharing things with maybe cousins for your son or Mm -hmm. just being involved with your wife and and things like that. And I think that that's awesome. And similarly, I have two kids of my own right now. And, uh, and then I have been married. We've been married. My wife and I've been married for over 10 years. We were high school sweethearts, all of that fun stuff. But it was, she literally was the one who was the catalyst to, if you want to quit your nine to five today and go into business for yourself, I fully support it. Now she made that comment before we had kids and I'm one who <laughs> tends to make like very, very calculated decisions. But this was one of those where when I looked at all the variables, it was, yeah, now would be a good time to do it because we didn't have kids. I had a solid pipeline of contract work. And then it was a matter of, and it still is to some degree, but it's a matter of keeping your head down, staying focused on much more of the signal, tuning out the noise. And that's a that, that's becoming harder with the way that the world operates in terms of social media. That might be a topic for a, another conversation or later in this podcast, but it affords me the ability. The business is something, like you said, it's something that I enjoy doing, but at the same time, it affords me the lifestyle that my wife and I want for ourselves and our children and to be orient, to, to be able to take trips with each of our families or even our friends. Like, la- for example, last, uh, last year we went up to Annapolis to visit some, uh, to visit a couple who, um, the wife was the, f- a, a, a childhood friend of my wife's and her husband and I, and we've, we're, we, we've hit it off well. They've stayed at our place. We've gone up to see them. They're going to come down and see us again. I mean, it just allows us to, be the kind of parents we want to be, be the kind of friends we want to be, be the kind of family members we want to be, and be also 
for whatever this is worth, the kind of the the kind of spouses we want to be to one another. So it's definitely something that yeah, it provides satisfaction from a career standpoint, but it provides satisfaction overall for a quality of life. Yeah, that that's awesome. My wife said something very similar to me when I told her we had just gotten engaged and I I went full time one time before freelance and I hit like this wall about a year and a half in. But this was way before I met her and I wound up having to go get another job. Well, then we were dating at the time, just got engaged and I was hitting that same wall again and I was getting burnt out. I was already burned out. Right. And I told her, I said, look, I think I have to go get another job, like a, a full time job. I don't think this is for me. I don't know what's what it is, but it's just not working. And she said to this day, I'm like, all right, I was shocked because I had floored me. Right. But she was like. That's not what you want to do. It's not what you want for us. It's not what you want for your life. I know that. You know that. Uh, we'll figure it out. You know, whatever, whatever it takes. And she's not a developer. She's not a business owner. She's definitely the more calculated type of, you know, low risk taking person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like yeah. this, this, this woman who I'm about to marry just told me not to go get a job. So I was just like, I was just like, all right, so I got to figure it out. Right. But, right. and it's, it's great to hear that you had a similar experience in that way because that, I mean, that support system's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Like as a business owner, you kind of need that support system there. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if the, if the number one person in your life who I'd argue would be your partner, or your spouse is not supporting you in terms of the, what you want out of life and vice versa, then that is, that's going to breed some type of relational conflict that is probably the topic for a, for a <laughs> counseling podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, I, I was much more of the calculated risk type of person. And this was to, to hear her say, if you wanted to go in tomorrow and quit, that would be fine. Because there had always been something within me. And I can remember back even through like high school where I want, I knew that I wanted, I, and I come from a family of people who they've been self-employed. And I thought, yeah, I'd eventually go that route, but I would be 40 when I would go, not in my early 20s. And there were questions like after my wife and I decided it was, okay, well, let me get some wisdom from some other people where wisdom to me is defined as trying to shortcut mistakes by talking to other people who have made those mistakes. So I was talking to those people, getting some insight. And then it was a matter of, okay, I'm going to hit the ground running and I'm going to do whatever it takes. I mean, reasonably speaking, let's not, don't don't take that too far, but I'm going to do whatever (laughs) it takes to make this happen. And here I am. And let's see, this year will be, I'm coming up on a like nine years of doing this. So Thank you. Yeah. So it's been, now it's not been without its uh, hurdles. It's not been without its learning curves because again, the, with my background, I think I took like one econ class in college to fulfill a requirement. And it's not that I'm not interested in business, but I have gotten more interested in aspects of what I have found that people talk about working in the business and working on the business. That seems to be a phrase that's popular among mm-hmm. entrepreneurial types. And I even hesitate to use the word entrepreneurial because it it is so loaded these days because anyone who wants to do anything other than get a quote unquote normal nine to five is considered an entrepreneur. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but I mean, it is someone who wants to go out and create a business, whatever that business may be. And anyway, back to the original statement. So I divide my, so I have actually 
because I'm super type A and I'm super productivity oriented, I try to orient my time where each Friday I will spend, sometimes projects do bleed over, but I try to delegate each Friday to working on the business and then four days Mm -hmm. a week working in the business. Yeah, that's that, that's something that I do as well. Friday is definitely more of the, hey, what's the other things that I can be doing to move the needle of the business forward kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's something that I do. That phrase, work on the business rather than in the business, something that I say a lot too. But it's I've also realized that I enjoy being a solo business owner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. I'll bring, I'll bring contractors in from time to time, but you know, and know where my strengths are like yourself, like I'll bring in designers, right? Like I'm not a designer, right? But just to be able to work in the business for me, I enjoy the relationships I have with the customers in that way. I, I, I enjoy the tech, you know, learning new things. I mean, for me, the challenge is always learning. So I try to keep on top of that. And, you know, it's definitely. It's a struggle, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's what I enjoy doing. Yeah, totally. And I'm the same way as far as contractors are concerned. There was a period where I had to make a decision. Do you want employees or do you want contractors? And right now what it's turned out to be is I work at the risk of if they hear this podcast, which, you know, I'm going to always reference, like I have absolutely zero qualms on here. I work with incredibly smart people. But they're contractors, so they have the ability to find work and do other work. And they want to remain contractors. So mm-hmm. I think, okay, well, let's just figure out our schedule, and then we'll go from there. And the additional, from my perspective, do, uh, from the development perspective of things like code reviews and peer reviews and things like that, the advantage is trying to work with people who are, as I was defining it, smarter than you, or where smarter is they may know something you don't know and you can learn from them and vice versa. That has been something that I have just really, really valued. And then also being able to partner with people who they know what they want out of life, but they're also willing to partner and contract or subcontract or however you want to look at it. Work with people who also know what they want out of life. And when you can get those things aligned, man, the stuff that you are able to accomplish it, sometimes you, you almost have to take a minute to sit back and say, Man, this week, yeah, there were some hiccups. Yeah, this week there were some challenges, but overall, this was awesome. Mm. So, yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah, I, I find the same thing. If you're working with, you know, clients, projects, people that you enjoy working with, tell me about blogging three days a week and all of those other things. And <laughs> what, what is, I mean, there's a lot of pans in the fire there, right? Like, so. Yeah. How does that all mix in with everything there? That is a really good question because people ask me a fair amount, why do you bother blogging when you can also work? And part of it is because I enjoy writing. But the other thing is I enjoy about what I'm learning. And part of blogging in at least the time of this podcast is that we are able to share what it is that we're learning and that will give people two different responses. It'll help them or it will help them help you. They'll say, Hey, well, I saw what you did, but this might be better. So you can learn from them. So there's feedback loops happening all the time. And I, and then the reason that I try to, even though I, I will sit down to write five, I, I try to sit down and write five days a week. Sometimes things get published actually 99.9% of the time. I think I only have like one draft that I did not. 
publish yet because I'm not sure it's something that's, that's relevant or it just doesn't feel like it jives with me. But the thing is, is there's also a component of in blogging, there's an aspect to it where people are willing to sponsor the furthering of the content. And I even have a membership area of the site for people who want to level up is or invest in their careers as programmers, but don't necessarily know where to start. Maybe they found out later in life. Maybe they got a one degree in school, or maybe they didn't go to a school and they want to get better at this particular niche. And so this is a way to do it on the cheap. And I find that we can talk about the reasons to put that behind quote unquote a paywall, but I enjoy writing and it also helps me to communicate my ideas and explain my ideas in a way that helped me to almost check myself. Do I understand what it is that I've done? Do I understand the rationale behind why I did what I did? And there are times where I realize in writing think, oh, maybe I didn't understand that quite as well as I thought and I'd rushed it or whatever. And over time, just like any kind of working out, writing, I believe, exercise is a type of muscle and in writing, you're going to get better. And just like with any other type of fitness and you're able to, as you sit down to write, you're going to be able to communicate ideas in a way that are beneficial to you and beneficial to your audience. And that might sound a little bit selfish, but I'm willing to take the heat for that because I am writing to help. What's, what's a good, what's the proper word to use here? I'm writing to validate and or verify and or explore an idea around what I've done within my work and then get feedback, help other people and then to also get feedback from other people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you do provide so much development help just in and of itself without the membership site. I mean, what does the membership site look like? I mean, you know, I have a membership site too. And, and just in order to put that paywall up there. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously that's so that you, know, you don't have to necessarily go searching for the next steps for the thing that you're reading free online. It's there's that transformational process from step one to step 10 or whatever it might mm -hmm. be. So I'm curious, what's that transformation inside that membership site that you have that, you know, I mean, tons, tons of awesome development content on your blog already. Mm -hmm. So the reason behind the membership content came because first, what it looks like inside is not much different than what it looks like on the outside, except I go into far more detail. I write significantly longer posts. I provide um, longer code snippets. I'm about to, for something that I'm covering in the content right now, I'm going to begin doing screencasts. And some of the content that I'm working on right now is going to find its way into an ebook. That's a decision that I made earlier this year. But it also allows me to write things in a way that is longer form. And the people who pay for that are the ones who genuinely want to learn it. Whereas it doesn't have, quote, like the drive by Google searches. Oh, found it, got it, copy paste. Like I'm not really into the copy paste thing, but that's again another topic. Um, and the other thing is that in order, in, in order to also provide help and to provide services to people. In addition to just the content, I'm in the process now of, it's kind of a second phase is um, conceptually for me where I'm now starting next week going to be doing discounts on partner 
software where maybe the people are building apps or web apps using WordPress, or maybe they're building plugins, or maybe they're building even just sites for people. Not that there's anything wrong with any of the above. It's just whatever you're, you know, pick your poison or pick your pleasure. Let's put it that way. And this way they're able, I'm able to help. Uh, I'm able to also partner with other people who I think are doing good work in the space, but they're doing it in a different area than I am, but it gives the people who are paying for my site a discount on these services that will also come back to help invest in themselves and ultimately invest in their business. So that's the, that's the second phase of it. So yeah, there's, there's a lot wrapped up behind the, the paywall. And again, I'm literally just entering the second phase because this was something that I started. The, the memberships really didn't start until last year. And I've been blogging for years before that, like over a decade. So it was a long time coming and there wasn't some strategy around planning it until a couple of years prior to that. And again, that was another calculated risk of talking to people who had done it before. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. There's a lot there. I mean, maybe we'll have to have you back on for to unpack some of that stuff, sure. like diversifying the business it. a little bit more. I mean, that's definitely yeah. something that I've, that has been on my mind a lot lately, especially with feast, but you know, I, for a long time, I didn't do anything. And it's just been something that, you know, it's been a focus this year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely, definitely interesting topic. But before I do let you go, what does life look like for you today and in the near future? So are you talking from a per, just a general perspective or are you talking about from a business perspective? General. So from a general, general perspective, life is good. I, I will say... <laughs> As a humorous note, I am sitting in a in a closet right now, <laughs> um, recording this podcast because I'm having a new I'm having the roof on my house replaced, and I didn't want any background noise. So, for people who think that those who are self employed just spend a substantial amount of time playing video games and things like that, I am sitting in a closet. <laughs> so take that as you will. Now, on a more serious note. Life is really good right now. I've got a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and we are having a blast. As in, we, my wife and I are having a blast with where they are and where the kids are in their life. We are able to... Um, I'm spending a lot of time because of the stability of the business. I have been able to get back into fitness, which is something that I've learned or something that I found out that I was really into back in, say, 2008. Eight. I was not a, I was not an, I don't want to say I wasn't an athletic type, but I wasn't into like sports. Let's put it that way. In high school, I was very much into music to the point where I thought I was going to forego college and join a band, which is why if you follow me on Instagram, you see me playing <laughs> the guitar. Everything. And even then, yeah, yeah, I mean, even then it's like, I, I'm able to spend more time now getting into studying music, things like that. And then also experimenting with it. Now I have like a whole, I sold a whole bunch of gear when we had our firstborn because I knew like I wanted to prioritize my kids. And so, but now they're at a point where I'm able to kind of get back into various instruments and things like that. So I don't share much of that online because it's just like the setup for it is greater than like, I just want to sit on a jam. (laughs) But picking exactly. up an acoustic guitar and hitting record on Instagram, that's nothing. And then also, yeah, it it's just something that's that's fun. So outside of, in mostly priority order, it's husband, it's daddy, it's work, fitness, or I'd say actually I'd elevate music over fitness. I am fortunate enough to be able to do them both to the degree that I am content. However, I want to 
there's always this drive. There's always this intrinsic drive to get better. And that's, that's being a better husband. That's being, not that, not that someone said, Hey, you're a terrible husband. It's just, what can I do sure. to be a better husband? What can I do to make sure that I am being the best father to my girls as possible? And so, for example, I will do uh, like a coffee date with my oldest or my youngest, or maybe it's just going out to the library or going out to a park or, you know, going out in our backyard and playing or something like that. And then with guitar, I normally don't do anything with that until after the kids are in bed, but then it's literally, it's sitting down, queuing up a playlist of, I'm a huge fan of classic rock. I'm a huge fan of all types of, well, most types of music. And then also trying to just get better at the instrument and at the the craft of music, because there is, there are guitar players and there are guitarists, there are drummers, and then there are, I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what the analogy is to drum. Percussionist. There you go. Percussionist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are lip syncers and there are singers. There are performers. There are, you know, there's, I mean, I, yeah, there's people who take pictures and there's photographers. No matter how you look at it, there's two dimensions to all of these things. So there's just an effort of trying to get better in all these facets. And right now, like for fitness, it's a matter of, uh, I've gotten back into running for a while. It was for an entire year I dedicated to building, it was just lifting weights because I'd never tried doing that for a solid year, but running has always been my favorite. So I'm back into running, back into trying to beat certain PRs and things like that. So yeah, this is, this particular answer is getting quite long. So I'll go ahead. I'll I'll stop there, but all of that to say, and I don't want to say long story short, because I've already given the long story, but (laughs) things are going really well. Work's going well. And Life is going well. Relationships are going well. Parenthood's going well. Marriage is going well. Right at this moment. Well, I mean, with the, like, I've got the, the biggest problem I have right now is like several things and several parts of my house have all had to be replaced in one month. <laughs> like, right. you know, thank God the business is doing well. Cause then I don't know what, but yeah, things are, things are really good. And I, and, and even bringing it full circle, we, I was already talking to a, uh, my walking dead buddy this week about, all right, it's time to start planning where, where we're going. <laughs> so we're scouting out those locations, but yeah, I'll draw, I'll draw the line there. Cause I could go, I mean, nice. Jason, I could talk to you forever about this kind of stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's great. And it's funny too, that you were, you were talking about Instagram and the guitar playing because it's funny when I do see your stories come up and TJ's in the room, as soon as he hears the guitar, he comes running over to my phone to check it out. Oh, He's like, that is awesome. And I always, I always turn the phone and let him watch you. You know, it's funny. It's yeah, funny. that's he awesome. Always runs over. This has been awesome. Thanks, Tom. We're definitely going to have to have you on back and, you know, explore some of these to. other things too. Where can folks reach out and say thanks? So you can find me on right now. So I do social media breaks about once a quarter. So at the time of this recording, I'm not actually participating on Twitter, but they can find me on Twitter at Tom McFarlane. That's where I share the majority of my development stuff. And I do, you know, joke around with people and things and like that. It's not like all business all the time. Um, but then Instagram is a little bit more lighthearted. That's definitely where I do more of the fitness and the music and that type of stuff, like stuff outside of work. And then they right. can also, of course, find me or, oh, on uh, Instagram, it's also at Tom McFarland. And then for my blog, it's TomMcFarland.com. And there it's pretty much on the regular. Even when I'm on vacation, I will have stuff scheduled out so that I don't miss, uh, I don't mind missing a date, but I try to, uh, because it's something that's so near and dear to me at the risk of sounding nineties <laughs> emo, I try to have that stuff <laughs> scheduled. So yeah, man, it's, uh, 
And here I am talking emo after playing the guitar. So whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, that people can find me on the web, TomMcFarlane.com, on Twitter at TomMcFarlane, and on Instagram at TomMcFarlane. Awesome. And we'll put all of those links to everything as well as the membership site and Pressware into the show notes. Tom, this has been great. Thanks. And until next time, it's your time to live in the feast. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then head on over to liveinthefeast.com and subscribe. Leave Tom and I a five-star rating and review in iTunes as it will help others find this episode. Next week, since we are in between seasons right now, you'll be getting another amazing episode filled with bonus material and content that you'll want to stay tuned for. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast. Feast.